Welcome to Inside Scoop Live. Hello, I'm Susan Bilant. I'm your host for today. I'm really excited to be speaking on the phone with Imowen Lovestone, author of Seasons of Pain, a unique urban fantasy that explores the supernatural and horror worlds in a new perspective and point of view. But before we start, let's learn a little bit more about Imo. Imo was inspired to write Seasons of Pain in large part because of his admiration for the creative genius of fellow writer H.B. Lovecraft. He had always wanted to write a novel dominated by supernatural characters that show readers that the individuals, although endowed with special abilities and keen senses, still get scared and make assumptions. As a result of these failings, they sometimes make mistakes. His goal is to reveal to the reader how supernatural beings experience fear while telling an action-packed tale that does not stop with a scary monster but embraces all brands of fear. For more information on Emowyn Lowstone and his book, visit his website at www.seasonsofpainseries.com. Hi, Emo. Thank you so much for being with us today. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Emo, before we start, and uh, to our listeners, we're talking to Emo Wen Lovestone. He is the author of Season of Pain, which is a series of books that uh, I really, really recommend you check out. The page uh, is www.seasonsofpainseries.com. Emo, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, well, you know, it's... I've always always wanted to write a book such as Seasons of Pain with uh, supernatural dominated cast members, and you know they they go whenever they go through their life, and also they make mistakes. So should be a very interesting read. It sure sounds like it. Um, the title really caught my attention. I find it very intriguing, especially because you know doing this such a long time, a lot of the supernatural titles that I see out there have either very weird names or something that will reference to something uh, positive, but you're talking here about seasons of pain, so it's kind of, I imagine uh, something like really, really, really thrilling or bad, <laughs> I don't know what I imagine, but it's really intriguing. So how how did you come up with that title? Well, well, actually, seasons of pain, what it represents is what the main character is going through and pretty much like what's going on the whole entire like supernatural you know society is going through going like through like a nasty struggle uh this just focus on the main character her struggles are her family and you know the life she left behind of being of being a witch but then also the struggle with her you know she's being what she is a supernatural being she can't you know forget who she is even even though she's exiled, she gave up she gave up casting magic. She tell everybody that I'm not a I don't cast magic anymore. I'm not a witch. I just want to live my life. And also, what's going on going on with Jesse is pretty much pretty much that like anybody who reads this book and pretty much identify with. She has her struggles just like everybody else does. You know, whether it be her her struggles dealing with the family, her supernatural past, and also her not so good love life with men. And I would say from the first beginning of the chapters, I immediately make the, make the connection with the reader who can, who can identify with this. And also dealing with the supernatural society itself, uh, I mentioned this like throughout the book that 
there's been two wars, the Psychic and Vampire War and the Great Civil War the Supernaturals had had with each other. And some of them, you know, I'm going to go into detail one aspect of it, but it's a, it's a very broad uh, topic or plot, if you will, mm-hmm. how, to, how it affected, you know, a group, an individual, you know, is this a struggle, stuff over Campino, over overcoming their own struggles, personal agenda, you know, all that good stuff. So pretty much this opens up a big wide door, you know, for the reader to actually immerse themselves into a world like, hey, I can really get into this. This is this is really cool. So basically uh, you're going to take the readers to a totally different world, experiencing very human-like emotions and struggles. Yeah, I would I would use I would say that you know there'll be a correct answer. It's it's a totally different world, but here's the kicker: it mm-hmm. takes place today. And just imagine supernaturals walked among you, and this is how the world this is how the world looks like to us. Like we we see life we see life as it is, mm-hmm. but through the supernaturals, they'll call our life fake. It's not but frosting, you know, it's like a frosting cake covering over a lie. You have no idea what's really out here. I haven't read your book, and, uh, but I've, I've checked all uh, your website and your Facebook. And uh, listeners, I um, I suggest you check the Facebook page so that you can learn more about the story as well. And it's basically uh, facebook.com slash Seasons of Pain uh, series, and you'll be able to uh, learn a little bit more. But what I really uh, am liking is that even though this is supernatural and maybe fantasy and stuff with vampires and war and everything, it also has kind of a touch of um, a little bit of sci-fi in the sense that you have two different worlds, parallel, if you will, and three-dimensional characters developing and interacting in the story. Why did you choose to make all your characters three-dimensional? Well, I'll start with the main character first of... Make, like making making Jessica the way she is, and then this game just came across my mind like you know why not make them all three dimensional? And the reason why the characters are all all three dimensional because they keep up it's like to keep the pace of the story going, and also just so there's another another bridge to the reader. As we're going through tough times in our life, you come across you know people, you come across people that's going to help you, or maybe some people's going to like stop you, or you may you may have, you may even give some insight on something you succeeded in that that person is going through. So each of the characters, I call them, I call them the rock stars. They're all, they're all three-dimensional. They have their own goals, their agenda, you know, and what they, what they want to do. So not only like, only like you're getting a treat of meeting, making the character's life, like also you're getting a treat of also learning more about other characters and also keeps you guessing, like, will this, will this other character pop up? Again, mm-hmm. or maybe this is the last time I see this character again. Who knows? What um, this is a series of books, first of all, and so how many do you have a plan of how many books and how the story will progress all throughout, or you're just um, letting the story take you for a ride yourself? Everything what you said, but this again, <laughs> the detail about it is, is like, like first off, like with a. How this how the series is going to play out is you know you remember you you with you with Jesse you know she has to go she has to go through her stuff you know where she's going to have to get past it mm-hmm. but as far as like the series um, I really don't know how this series is going to end it may this may sound like a shock shock to the readers or the listeners I'm telling you honestly I do not I do not know <laughs> how many books is going to be or how this is going to end 
is not only, you know, it's um, something new I've written, I like it, but even me as an author, I was like, I don't even know how this is going to end. Because even, even from back reading, you know, my own uh, proofing, just reading it completely unbiased. Yeah. That's, that actually is making me want to read it more because yeah, um, yeah. as a writer myself, I actually know how it ends before I know how it begins. <laughs> so I'm totally the back, back, backwards. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, trust me, it's from, from, like, from looking at it, you know, I was guessing. I was like, wow, I, I really outdid myself. But I can tell you right now, currently currently the sequel's already written. That's that's already, you know, put to bed. But mm-hmm. you just have to go through the editing, you know, and everything else with it uh currently i'm on book three uh i can give you a little tidbit about book three book three is just you're just reaching the tip of the iceberg because i'm about to indulge into a supernatural society mm-hmm. you know from from the belly of the beast one faction one one faction wants to do this thing the other faction wants to do another thing and overall uh i tied in i tied in some some stuff that's going on today in the United States of America, which is like, you know, the government. And something like something happened, you know, and you have supernaturals becoming congressmen now. Oh wow. And they don't and, and they don't like they don't like how the how the status quo has to going. And so I'm dealing with the one state that uh the main character the main character in the love interest uh, in, ends up in and the supernatural he took over and pretty much he's going to everything, he's doing he's doing everything in his power to go against, you know, the current, you know, mm-hmm. President, president in power. You know, you're. It, it's amazing how you're uh, uh, developing a world parallel to ours, and um, that can be different and at the same time so similar. And you know, in, in our human nature and even the structure with government and everything. And I'm wondering, um, where did you get your inspiration for this? Are, um, are you inspired by people, by society, by? I mean, how did all this? Uh, Get in, you know, get in your mind. A little bit of everything, but the the main thing that really, you know, gave me the drive to add add you know human aspect to my work is I was in I think I was going for my social my social degree and social degree I was doing some creative writing off to the side and I had a mentor and the key thing that you know both instructors told me mm-hmm. is that why don't you add some life some real life stuff to your writing you know as, as you know with our fiction writers like yeah whatever nobody nobody else are read about reality nobody cares about that mm-hmm. but when i really thought about it it's not a, it was not a bad idea but it's like one of those things you can do this but you only can do it once it's mm-hmm. like make sure you know what you're doing because you can easily mess this up so that's what what, what stuck with me and i use it it actually works and i decided i had to go with it because to me if you bring the human element even the struggles going on today if you bring to me is like once i brought the brother into seasons of pain I just figured the reader's going to have fun. It's you know, not only as a horror, but also it brings, it brings fun and gives you something like to to immerse in. It makes you actually look at you know your current, you know what's, what's going on in your government. And remember that we're like, what are you going to do about it? Like this is how well, this is how it's affecting them, and this is how these guys are doing it. Uh, what is the message though that you want to convey in your in your work in this series uh, to the readers? Well, my main goal for Seasons of Pain is, like I said, like, like I said before, is building many bridges I can to the reader, mm-hmm. and that's and, and that's what it's all about. To me personally, this is my opinion. A lot of authors and a lot of creators have 
kind of straight away from it. Mm-hmm. If you don't get your audience in the first chapter at least, the first couple chapters, they're not going to read your stuff. And I will, so I'm going to the aspect as a George, like a George Lucas did, like he did with Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, mm-hmm. like he did with Han Solo and Princess, Princess Leia. He touched on every male in that theater watching his movies. Oh, yeah, I know what kind of girl you like. That's how she feels about you. So what are you going to do about it? I feel the same way, too. So, And if you ask anybody who loves Star Wars, they'll say Luke Skywalker. They'll say something had a daddy issue. Or they'll say Han Solo. They'll say, yeah, man, I was, I was like Han Solo. That's how I met my wife. It's pretty much the same thing. And that's those are the little tidbits that, you know, uh, it's like, well, that's what you want to do. do. You have to, you know, give, that's how you, how you get readers interested, how you get readers to have fun, how you get readers to relate, get them to feel stuff. Because I want you to feel more than just horror. I want you to feel, you know, everything you can possibly can out of the series. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it, but it's true though. Um, I'm not I'm only right. I am actually a bookworm. I, I'll read anything. I've, I'll read uh, from horror to self-help. You know, so it's just, and it, that's what it is. Is I like it when I relate to whether it's one character or whether it's even to the narrator. Sometimes it, you know, when it's a third-person narration. If I don't like the narration, the, the, the narrator's word, mm-hmm. you know, whatever's coming out of his mouth or the style he speaks or whatever, uh, you know, it's a turn-off to me. So you have to relate in order to really get into that author's mind or new world that they're creating. And um, do you consider your writing to be – I mean, uh, you said in an email that uh, your writing is aggressive. So I'm wondering, is this why – your writing style is aggressive because you want to hook the reader into your grasp, or um, why do you consider it aggressive? Well, you got the first part right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's easily it's easily kept to catch the reader's attention. Like, whoa, you know, just the first the first couple sentences of the first paragraph, you know, is soon like as soon as you get them to go, whoa, it's like now you got them. But it's uh, the going deeper reason why I write, write aggressive is number one, I don't censor myself when I write. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I just don't do it. You know, there's some cuss words and scenes of pain. There's some sex scene. There's a sex scene in there, but it's you know it's not like ongoing, ongoing, ongoing. It's just elements that has elements that that has to be used for my type my type of writing, also this type of story. And also the reason why my writing does like full throttle, full throttle aggressive because this is I'm showing the reader. Not only it's cool to be a supernatural. Oh yeah, it's it's fun, but here are the negatives that you mm-hmm. got to go through. Here's what you got to go through. You know, you have to wake up. You wake up in the morning. You know, stuff like that. You know, you talk to your friends. You know, you have you have you have beef with this warlock, and all of a sudden this guy's trying to kill you before you have dinner. <laughs> you know, is that's why I write full throttle. It's like this is a fast-paced lifestyle, and this lifestyle is thrust upon Jesse. She didn't ask for this. You know, she wasn't part of the coven. She thought she was doing good, you know, with, you know, this being a good witch. But, no, you're supernatural. It's it's, it's full throttle. It's like either you survive or you die. That's just plain and simple. And so that, that's, that's another message to the reader is, you know, it's when you when you acquire, you know, real power. I'm not talking about little the politics and stuff like that. I'm talking about when you acquire, acquire real power, so, like, you know, what are you going to do with it? You can do it for good, do it for evil, or, you know, 
And one thing that a lot of writers don't talk about, the consequence mm-hmm. of having that power. And also the consequence is like rivals, people who are jealous of you, people who will do anything within their power to take to take you out. And it can be measured from like uh, a really a really strong guy, you know, he's a real strong dude, you know, everybody everybody loves the dude, you know, but there's this one dude, you know, his best friend looks at him and just jealous of him, I'm gonna figure out a way to take him out. Kinda like the whole Othello thing. Mhm. His friend was jealous of Othello because he was this great man. You know, he did everything in his power. He wanted what Othello had, and he did that to him. So I just figure, you know, this the reason why my writing, my writing is my writing is like that. So I would say to compare it like to an actual sitcom, it'd probably be something you have to look at something um, at 12 p.m. Something that sounds anarchic a little bit, but. You know, this is their this is their supernatural lifestyle. This is how it is. Yeah, and it's um, very relatable in the sense that you were talking about because we all have to make a decision when at some point in our life, where um, you know we feel powerful not only in our and what's gonna the consequences to us, but sometimes we might find ourselves in a powerful um, position towards another human being or even pets. You know, and it's our decision what will, um, whether we're going to do good or bad that's going to bring a good thing or a bad thing. Inside Scoop Live is a global internet-based broadcast specialized in interviewing published authors about their current books and their areas of expertise. Join us and hear both well-known and upcoming writers talking candidly about their life experience as well as the business of being an author in today's literary world. Always interesting and current, we strive to bring our audience high-quality discussions that spotlight a vast diversity of authors in the field today. Our interviews are available 24-7 through direct podcasts as well as MP3 download from your computer for your convenience. Please visit us at InsideScoopLive.com. Welcome back to Inside Scoop Live. Today I'm talking with Imowen Lovestone, author of Seasons of Pain. Stay tuned because we are going to continue this fun, interesting, and sometimes enlightening conversation with Imo about vampire versus supernatural, taking horror in different directions, three-dimensional characters, and why his writing style is aggressive. But in the meantime, you can check out Seasons of Pain and his other books by visiting his website at www.seasonsofpainseries.com. I I was intrigued. Uh, I went to Amazon and I checked out um, the book there, and I realized that on your preface you explained some aspects of your book why do you feel the need to explain this to the readers in the beginning? Um, it's it's horrible, but it, it's different. And it's like, for example, think about it. You know, you're on Amazon. You know, when you look at horror books, you have something already like prejudged in your mind what you want to buy. Mm-hmm. And some people will will look at scenes and think, oh, this is going to be a little horror book. You know, woman on the cover, blah blah blah. You know, monsters. That's not that's not what I'm you know going at. Is I'm going with the whole like definition of horror. I'm trying to acquire. I'm going to acquire like all of it, all the definition of it, whether it be a versus behavior, 
um, against against the truth about yourself. You know, showing showing fear like you know, like you know this de- you know this deadly secret that can really destroy your destroy your mom. You know, you know your mom's past. Like you know, she's this really loving woman. You know, but really, but really, what you found out about her, she was a cold hearted CIA CIA agent and just and just killed for the pleasure of it. You know, that's the essence of horror. I want to you know bring uh, bring bring in two seasons of pain that is very lacking in my opinion in the horror horror genre and that's why I feel I have to explain this to readers like what are you, this is what this is what you're going to read. You're not gonna be reading typical horror. You're gonna be reading horror. All of it. You're getting all of it. It's some of the stuff that some of the stuff they might even miss. Um then I have like one part in book one to give you a teaser. Um, um when Jesse uh she's talking she's talking to Ashley and Ashley reads her you know, when she when she got an abortion. And she says, uh, did you tell Mark yet? And she's like, no. And it's, it's like, it's the slight pause. Of, and Ashley says, well, I think you better tell him. She's like, she's just kind of like the shrug it off. Oh, you know, whatever. But you reading that, and also you hearing that, you know, like, sweetheart, you, you, you better say something. <laughs> <laughs> Before he starts showing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, this I figure, you know, this it's just something like for like, you know, I would say this book is just for like, you know, the the hardcore read, hardcore read that looks at every nook and cranny of every sentence, like, yeah. Oh yeah, I know you're going with this, I'm gonna circle this, mm, you ain't gonna surprise me with this, you know, that's that's the type of per that's the type of people I want. Reading that. Just really immerse yourself into it. So that's why I figure, you know, you have to have to explain this. Like you're getting all Instead of just creatures and monsters, I have monsters in there, but you know, this is I just refer to monsters to me as just like you know a kicker. You know, mm-hmm. nobody likes a kicker, but he's needed, you know, to kick that field goal. <laughs> <laughs> I I notice also that you explain um, some aspects of your formatting um, with capitals and uncapitals, um, certain words, and uh, I I actually really um, love that you did that because. Um, Nowadays is not a standard in every writing, and um, with the internet and the freedom, I guess, if you will, the, and the quantity of new authors coming out, um, all the standards and grammar and whatever has evolved to a different monster right now. And so I really love that you did that. Um, being myself a reader and even reviewer and where, where, uh, what impulsed you to do that? Actually, to explain oh. where you were coming from on your formatting. Oh, okay. So you mean like some words get capital, some words get small, yes. get small lowercase. Yeah, that was that was to give like a little more, a little more fun, a little more fun for the reader again. Um, the lower, as, as you probably already know, the, the lowercase means showing like it is respected. And the uppercase means is you know you're showing respect. So, uh, so like for example, like you know I think it's like a um, book one. I think it's a thing. What actually says something about like, oh we got to deal with deal with these psychics and really it's a lowercase. That's an insult. So that's a little that's that's fun that's fun for the reader who's who's reading it. That's just fun for them like oh okay I see what you're doing okay this is they don't like each other okay I get it. So it just gives you know more freedom 
towards the reader they can have fun, have fun with that. So I just figure like that. I figure like that that will be like the the biggest. Even though it's a, it's a little small little thing, but it might be the biggest thing to someone someone reading it. And I love you did that because uh, it, it's not it, it's guiding you more as a you know the author is guiding the reader to be able to comprehend what the intention is with the capital letter, what the intention of what's going on is. It, this is an insult, even though the, there's a word that could be an insult or not, but because you put it in, in lowercase, then we know what to do, and I'm glad that you put that in the beginning. When I was writing, I was dealing with a different culture. I was writing about Italian people, and I didn't know how to put an accent, um, you know, in the dialogue so that people can feel that they were in Italy, just to say per se, and I think that your idea of, of, of explaining things like that on the preface is awesome, and I'm going to steal it for my next book, by the way. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I don't really consider it steal, I consider it like, oh, okay, all right, I got you, I should start doing that. <laughs> um, Emo, this is awesome talking to you. You have given me a, a new perspective in writing style and um, in organizing a book, a series of books that can. Oh my God! You don't even know how it's going to end, but you. I don't know. I have, yeah, you're I have, writing. I have, I have you're writing it. right there with the with the readers on this story, letting the characters and the storyline uh, take you somewhere, and I think that is awesome. Um, what would you tell writers that are beginning their first book um, now that you have published um, your first book of the series and you're working on your third and you kind of have an idea of the whole process and to be able to let abandon yourself to the story the way that you're doing? What would you tell a new writer that's just beginning with an idea? I would say this. Number one thing that you have to do, you have to cut all negative people from your life. You have to... Get rid of all naysayers. You don't. You don't. You, you don't. You don't need that. Because me personally, writing is. Uh, you know, writing. Writing sees the pain. You know, this is not a home. I mean, first time I'm rooting, this is not a home run. You know, blah blah blah. I have to keep. We have to keep working at your craft. Keep keep working. I keep working at it. And also, quit question yourself. You know, quit like ask yourself a lot of questions. You know, you come with a writer's block. Um, the thing is, the thing is, like you know, I would say for, I would say for other writers, you know, just. Stick with your craft. Uh, be, if, if it feels like you have to research something, research it. Do it. Um, if you feel like you have to talk to someone or talk to a soldier about a certain character, do it. And like you know, you yourself can be a, you yourself can be your own worst enemy, but just don't be your own worst enemy. You know, just if you feel like something you have to do, you know, just just, just do it. Just do, it just do it. You know, for writing's sake. Mm-hmm. You know, but the most important thing, you just got to, you just can't have negative people around you because one thing with negative people, you know, is, is like when you're, once once you're happy with something that you're doing, you know, they, they start doing a little negative thing to you, just don't argue with them, don't waste yourself with that, just put all, put all, put all your energy and your love into your writing, something you can do, because you're doing something that nobody else can do, is pulling something out of your head and putting it down in reality. You know, Very well said. That's like, mm-hmm. that's like being a god. And what did they do today? Yep. What did they do? Nothing. Went to a job to somebody, you know, be somebody's little slave, you know, do what you got to do, right? Or just do what you got to do, cut all the negative people out. 
I, I couldn't agree more with you. Uh, listeners, we've been talking with Imowen Lovestone um, about his book, Seasons of Pains, the first of his series of um, Seasons of Pains. You can check it out at seasonsofpainseries.com. You can visit the website, in, um, and also you can go to facebook.com slash seasonsofpainseries.com. Um, Imo, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, I, I can't wait to see what else you come up with in this series, and uh, rest assured that I will be checking out your book. Um, I'll keep you posted. <laughs> yes, please do so. Uh, you got my email. You got. I think you even have my cell phone at some point. So, so do let me know what you're going. <laughs> Again, thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure. Well, thank you. And to you listeners, again, check it out at seasonsofpainseries.com. Uh, and again, thank you so much for being with us. And I'm so